This is the Sports Nightly Fantasy Football League Podcast. Wow, what a throw, 33 yards. Winston is hotter than a match, his ninth completion here in the first quarter. You know how I feel about stats. Really, stats are for losers. Final scores for winners. Here goes Chubb, he's going to go. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Nick Chubb. He's got a hat trick. Anybody can be beat. An 83-yard touchdown strike by the NFL MVP. You like that? You like that? Now here's your host, Ben McLaughlin. Thank you and welcome to another edition of our Sports Nightly Fantasy Football League. I am Ben McLaughlin, happy to be joined this week by Josh Hilkeman and freshly married Mr. Austin Orman. Austin, do you feel like a new fantasy player after the last week? <laughs> I do not because there have been eerily similar results from uh, being engaged to being married. I uh, actually more reverted to my old ways of paying less attention than I should have during the week. So, nope, uh, new ring on my finger, but same old Ormond rowboats. Very good. Um, well, hopefully this week has, has something better to, uh, to offer you. Um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and run through some of the finals from last week and where we're at with... Uh, with this entering this week in week eight. Um, tough week for Kittles and Blitz. Lose by 18 to Homeland Obscurity. Ran into the buzzsaw that is Russell Wilson. And all of a sudden, the the emergence of Christian Kirk um, went in on me. And I lost 135 to 117. How about this, boys? The winless Jeremiah Searles morning woodhead takes down would then I guess he still is in first place. Josh Banderas, one sixteen to one hundred. First win comes against them. Here we go. Two Shocking. touchdown win for Searles. Bando a two two uh, week losing streak. Now look at that. Yeah, well, I, I well, I'll take credit for uh, setting Bando uh, you know on the the road to defeat. I I kind of got things started and then you know might be opening the floodgates here if jeremiah can can take down bando than anybody can i don't know I, <laughs> it's i we we also have a, a buy sell question from sports nightly on the line with with these two guys i can't remember exactly how it goes but i think austin you came up with that question yeah about... it was uh it was uh buy or sell that uh jeremiah wins at least as many games as bando loses i believe right so yeah. we we have that on the line too, but yeah, it's um, anything can happen in this league. We in the open, you just heard a, a minute or two ago. We have the line that anybody can be beat from Bart Scott. So I mean, it's, it's <laughs> true. We we we've seen that happen so far this season. Absolutely. Um, okay, continuing on last week's results. Um, Hickman Jackrabbits take down Tim's team. Syriot's inside source one twenty five to ninety five. Not a great week. For Tim's team, scoring under no. 100 points at 95, and Greg improves to four and three. James Robinson, can we talk about his performance uh, and his season so far? 31.7 for him, and this has got to be the waiver wire winner of the league so far, right? I mean, no one saw Jacksonville running the ball as effectively, and James Robinson doing that at, at the level that he has. It's pretty incredible. Well, you you talked about it last week, Ben, about James Robinson and about what a great pickup that was for Greg and kind of has saved his season. Like he he mm -hmm. he's been struggling to find points outside of his his top two Kansas City Chiefs picks, um, you know Mahomes and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. But 
James Robinson, man, that that you got to give credit to Greg on that one picking uh, picking him up, and he's basically turned Greg's season around and kind of gotten things righted for him. Uh, absolutely. So big win for Greg, who is now four and three. We'll go through the stand the standings here in just a second. Uh, Austin falls to Mick Steiner's team. Beach team now three and four. Mick wins one eighteen to ninety nine, despite twenty one points from your defense, Austin. I realize that you were preoccupied, but uh, full, scrolling through the results of your team, not not pleased. I'm guessing with the effort from the from the boys. No, not slightly. I mean, the Chiefs' defense, I I thought was a good call, but if they're my leading scorer, that uh, tells you about all you need to know about my week. Aaron Jones was questionable, ruled out as a game time decision, so no points from him against a soft Houston rushing defense. I also got no points from James Washington, who came in pretty clutch uh, last week. He was projected for only seven, but against a weak Tennessee pass defense. So I left him in there. Zero points from him. I left Amari Cooper on my bench with 15 points. Chase Edmonds put up 21 and a half points. So you slot those in. It's a, it's a blowout. It's not even close over Mick's team. But uh, a couple, couple tough calls, and Mick takes the win. Edmonds is a big guy to own right now because it sounds like Kenyon Drake's foot injury is is an IR type injury uh, for at least three weeks. So that that could be a big feather in your cap, Austin. Moving forward is um, having Chase Edmonds the backup to Kenyon Drake, who's had an awful season. Who do we know who drafted Kenyon Drake? It had to have been Searles, right? I'm guessing it was Searles. That makes sense. No, it wasn't Searles. I don't know who. Who was it? Somebody, somebody dig that out while I'm. Uh, we'll look it up here, yeah. but, um, but yeah, Kenyon Drake has been has been not very good, not worth. There were so many experts that were so high on him this year, and he's he's borderline fallen into the bust category. He had that long run that um, kind of gave him a oomph week against the Dallas Cowboys a couple weeks ago, but other than that, it's been it's been tough going. And Josh, finally, we wrap up with your matchup with Lamar. The Bug Eaters of Star City are fan. Big week for Lamar, 149 on the board. And, yeah, that's the high score of the week. So tough yep. tough luck for you there. You end up losing by 25. You get 37 from Kyler, but he gets 44.6 yeah. from Devontae Adams, 38.48 from Herbert. Yikes. Yeah. I know. Those two guys killed me, Herbert and, and Adams. That was obviously where it went down. For me, it was lack of production from DK Metcalf, only 4.3. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey, 6.1. If those guys were scoring about where they're supposed to, it would have been a, a, a good matchup. But yeah, obviously, you got, I, I liked what I got from Kyler Murray. I think I picked him as my, my high scorer last week. Um, and he had a great week. But yeah, it was, it was tough to see uh, Herbert and Adams go off for Lamar. And I, I mean, I... I felt like I should have had a good chance in that one, but you know that's just the way it goes sometimes. Really, only I mean there were two two other uh, guys that outscored me last week, and then um, I guess Greg technically would have by a point, but I would have beat pretty much anybody else in the league except for two or three people. Let's uh, let's run through some standings real real quick through seven games. The East Division has Josh and Greg tied for first at four and three. Myself and Mick at three and four, uh, and then uh, at three and four in places three and four, and then Jeremiah is in last in the division at one and six. Then in the West, you have Josh Banderas still in first place at five and two, followed by Brett, Lamar, and Tim all at four and three. 
And the rowboats just a couple of games back at three and four. Um, let's just kind of give some status reports on the three of our teams. I'll, I'll start. Uh, I'm I'm almost in panic mode, guys. I, I I know I'm only you know one game out of first place, but in terms of points for, um, I'm like one of the last in the league with points for. I've lost two in a row. Uh, my season stats put me in ninth place in the league. Uh, losing Saquon is – I thought I could weather that because I drafted so many running backs, but they're just not as good. I mean, there's just nobody as good as, as Saquon Barkley could have been. Um, looking at my lineup week to week, I, I feel like I've got solid players. Um, I just I just can't quite get the production that they're expecting and projected to get every week. So I'm a little bit in panic mode, especially after Thursday's results. I had Matt Ryan play. And I had Mike Davis play. Mike Davis severely underperformed against an awful Falcons team. He was projected for 19, gets me 8.7. And Matt Ryan only very slightly overperformed, projected at 17.8 and totaled 17.94 thanks to a rushing touchdown and a whole bunch of drives that stalled out uh, inside the inside the red zone. So, uh, Austin, why don't you give us a status report of how you're feeling with your team right now, just about halfway through the fantasy season? Uh, not great. I I've, I'm finding my my biggest hole actually at quarterback. I've got Derek Carr and Matt Stafford on my roster. Matthew Stafford going up against Indianapolis. Derek Carr against Cleveland might have a big week, but not really very inspired by either of those guys. You mentioned. Mike Davis's disappointing day against Atlanta. I was banking on Robbie Anderson to put up some points for me. He was projected at 16.4. He only got me 9.8, his worst output of the season, uh, as far as I know. So that that's disappointing. Still don't love my running back situation. Edmonds is good. My other ones are DeAndre Swift. And I did end up actually picking up Joshua Kelly off of waivers. So I, I feel about the same way I have about my team pretty much all year. Not a lot of the, the top-end big-name guys, but I think a lot of solid contributors, and that's why I think I'm around 500. No one that's going to you know, carry me that I can depend on to get me a 20, 25-point week. But guys, it'll be solid, and we'll have me in it at the end. Yeah. Josh, how about you? Where are you at with your team? I mean, I feel good. I, I lead the league in points scored um, with, and by a decent margin, too. I'm up by 40 points over Bando. Um, but my record doesn't really indicate that I'm four and three and I, I really wanted to win last week cause I thought that then I could start maybe pulling away a little bit from the rest of the competition, but that obviously didn't happen. I, you know, I, I, the thing is though, is like, I, I know that there's, even though I've been scoring a lot of points, there's nothing that's guaranteed and the you and Greg and Mick are all solid in, in our division. And I know that any one of you guys, um, could t- turn it on at any point. And so, you know, the, it's the, you know, top two, I, I guess it's not even top two in each division necessarily. I can't remember how it works. If it's just the top four teams that go in, or if it's top two in each division that make it to what the, uh, you know, the, uh, semifinals of the playoffs. But, um, either way, like I, I'm not super comfortable with where I'm at. I know I, I'm, I, I just, I'm, like I said last week, I, I need to get a little bit more lucky with my matchups, I guess, and who I'm going against each week. But I, I don't really have anything that I can complain about as far as production for my guys. Yeah, very good. Um, okay, let's uh, let's run through Thursday's results. I told you about Matt Ryan, Mike Davis already. And the matchup between Greg and Brett, 
Uh, Greg had DJ Moore underperformed 7.5. He was without a point, without a reception until the fourth quarter. So he's lucky to get 7.5 from him. Hayden Hurst comes through with Brett with 10.4. Excuse me, Tim... Got 20.7 from Julio. Big day for him. Uh, Young Hui Koo, his kicker, got 13. And Todd Gurley, 10.6. Uh, lucky touchdown for Todd Gurley, who was out most of the first half. Really uh, interesting situation there in Atlanta. He didn't seem to be that hurt, but he comes in and plays the second half. Uh, gets like a six-yard touchdown run to really save his fantasy week. Josh, you mentioned 7.2 from Calvin Ridley, who exited with a foot injury. We talked mm-hmm. with Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network on Friday about the extent of his injury. Doesn't look to be serious. All x-rays came back negative. He should be day-to-day and probably play next week with a bye. You had uh, Jake Sly get you five with your kicker. Austin had 9.8 with Robbie Anderson. So that's it. Um, so we continue the tradition, boys, of yeah. the two co-hosts playing one another. <laughs> this time it's Austin and it's Josh. And we're not doing this on purpose. Like, let's be clear here. We've, we It's happened probably, I don't know, what, what episode is this? Nine? Well, I guess technically eight of times that we've done this um, in season with the three host format. And I think that it's happened probably six or seven of those eight times where where two of us have been playing each other. But um, I just want to break format. I'm going to take over from you and ask a question, Ben, and break in here. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, um, Tim offered me a trade. He he asked Julio Jones for Calvin Ridley, and there might have been a few other players involved, but it was basically trading a, a couple of Falcons for each other. I have Ridley, and he has Julio Jones. Should I have taken that trade? Because it seems like Julio Jones has kind of gotten back to where he's supposed to be. At the time the trade was offered, I would not have accepted the trade. I, I wouldn't yeah. have because Calvin Ridley was like the number one fantasy wide receiver and like outside, just outside the top five of fantasy producing players in the entire NFL. So that and Julio couldn't get on the field. He was really healthy. But yeah. I agree with what Ian told us on Friday. Julio showed last night he is still very, very good. I mean, I doubt Tim offers that same trade now. If he were, I would seriously consider it, especially considering, you know, where you're at with depth and other spots. But at the time, I think you made the right call. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, and you know you always make the right decision if you could go back. But I don't, I don't think you you made a mistake by not accepting that trade. All right, fair enough. Um, okay, so we kind of did this a little bit last week, and I and I want to continue it this week where we kind of go through three rounds of the draft and we, we we're just holding ourselves accountable while at the same time patting ourselves on the back as this season unfolds. And I get it. There's still half the fantasy season to go, but um, you know, there are so many like preseason uh, picks and the hype picks and the bus and the bus and the sleepers and the breakout stars and all that. But no one seems to ever want to go through that during the season. So I believe uh, boys last week we went through, the top three rounds. So we're going to go through rounds four, five, and six uh, in the draft and just look at look at some good picks, look at some bad picks, look at um, some injury picks and, and all of the sorts. So let's go ahead and start with round four. And what a way to start with round four. Round four pick one was the Hickman Jackrabbits, and they go <laughs> Le'Veon Bell with the first pick of the fourth round, who Greg ended up dropping. He is now on my roster. Uh, but pretty crazy how, how we come. He starts with the New York Jets and – Greg's draft philosophy of the Chiefs, Le'Veon Bell is a Chief, and he's not on his yeah. team. Uh, do you think 
if you're if you're speaking for Greg, do you wish you would have held on to him, or would you have held on to him, no know, knowing that he would end up in Kansas City? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I know Le'Veon in New York was a tough fit, and the way things were going, people are always going to take chances on talent. That's why you see Des Bryant on the Ravens practice squad and uh, AB getting a shot in Tampa Bay. Le'Veon Bell, I think, fits in that kind of category. Letting him go, though, I think it was the right move because you didn't know exactly where he was going to end up. He narrowed it down to, well, the Jets' next few opponents, and really the, the Chiefs and the Bills, I think, ended up being the two front runners. If you would have known he would have gone with the Chiefs, then yeah, maybe take a flyer on him, especially with Clyde Edwards Hilaire and a little bit of a, a slump at that point. But I think if I was in Greg's shoes, I let him go as well. Yeah, yeah definitely okay. not. He, I don't think he was worthy of a, a fourth round pick. And even, I don't know, like I, I, I definitely don't fault him for, for letting, letting him go. And then I, you know, I, I'm still, it's still TBD. Like I don't blame you for picking him up, but it's also not a guarantee that he's going to be a consistent scorer. So right. I, yeah, that's, that was definitely way too high of a pick for Le'Veon Bell there in round four. So there were three other running backs taken in round four. Um, Chris Carson, which was a pick from Lamar. Great pick. I mm-hmm. definitely would have picked Carson over Bell. And then late in the fourth, you had Devin Singletary chosen by Bando. He doesn't do much for me at all. And David Johnson, really good pick from Mick in the last pick of the fourth round. He's been solid for Houston. He's been around between 10 and 15-point scorer um, throughout, the, throughout the season. Other notable picks in the fourth round, Tim goes Zach Ertz, who has been a big disappointment. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of experts had Zach Ertz on the bust category this year, and he's living up to that. He is now on the IR with an injury. But there are some big-time picks at wide receiver here. Uh, right in a row. Calvin Ridley by Josh in the fourth round with the fifth pick. Tyler Lockett to follow by Amari Cooper uh, from Austin. Pretty good picks in a row. And then I snagged A.J. Brown um, one pick after Devin Singletary. So some big wide receivers here um, and seeing some huge difference makers in round four at the receiver position. Round five, uh, a couple of running backs go off. James Conner, from Mick, Jonathan Taylor from me, both solid picks. James Conner has been very good. Um, T.Y. Hilton, Austin, we got to talk about this pick in the fifth <laughs> round. I know you were really excited about getting him, and um, I'm, not, I'm not here to bash the pick. I'm more interested for you as a Colts fan to see uh, how and why this dynamic with Phillip Rivers just hasn't worked. Well, there's actually a really interesting article Stephen Holder of The Athletic put out earlier this week looking at the season that T.Y. Hilton's had, and he's underperformed if you look at the numbers. He really has. Only, I think, 250 yards so far this year for T.Y. at like 11 yards a catch. His previous career low was 12.1 in terms of yards per catch. He's still doing T.Y. Hilton things. He's getting down the field. He's getting open. He's blocking pretty well, but none of that shows up in a fantasy scoreboard setting. He and Rivers haven't clicked. Holder's article also looked at just a lot of the missed chances that some of that's been Hilton. He's had a case of the dropsies this year, which is weird for him, normally sure-handed. And the times when Hilton is open, coincidentally, have been the times Philip Rivers has been under the most duress. So the opportunities are there, but for whatever reason, coincidence, bad luck, whatever you want to call it, it just hasn't worked out for uh, T.Y. Hilton in terms of the, the raw stats. Yeah, that's got to be frustrating, too, for – um, for somebody who's a fan of the team, too, to not see that work oh, yeah. out. Um, boys, the league could potentially be determined here in the fifth round with a couple of the picks, uh, namely at quarterback. 
Brett goes Russell Wilson in the fifth, followed by Josh taking Kyler Murray in the fifth. These guys went at it on Sunday Night Football. That's been really, really uh, interesting to watch play out. Josh, I, I'm a little jealous that you got Kyler. I was happy with my Jonathan Taylor pick, but I have Kyler Murray and I think every other league that I'm in, and it is so great to have him on my team. What What's kind of your thoughts when, when he touches the field and obviously you're happy with your selection? Right. Yeah, definitely happy with my selection. And the the only thing that I'll say is that, uh, you know, Brett picking Russell Wilson right in front of me, he's been more consistent this season, but Kyler Murray has more of a big time week potential. Like obviously Russell Wilson can score, you know, consistently 25 to 30 points. But as you saw the other day, Kyler Murray's scoring uh, 37 or whatever it was last week that, he can just go off because he can score points with his legs, just, you know, scoring touchdowns on long runs. Like that's going to get you a lot of points quickly in addition to all of his passing yards. So yeah, obviously more than happy with the pick, especially in round five, picking him after some other quarterbacks that had gone off the board. But yeah, that more than happy with, with having him on my team. Yeah. We need to circle around five um, as potential league stealing picks there in round five we'll finish it up with round six nothing too exciting here in round six Cortland Sutton selected by Greg tough luck there um, injury out for the year Cam Akers was the next pick in round six he's been busting so hard for uh, Jeremiah Cooper Cup has been wildly inconsistent that was the mm-hmm. next selection by Lamar I think he's an okay pick okay value at six uh, Tim goes Deshaun Watson, next quarterback off the board. DK Metcalf, another good pick. He had one down week last week, as Joss mentioned, but um, pr- pretty solid pickup there. Brett goes Will Fuller. I'm, I'm surprised at the production of Will Fuller. I guess I'm more surprised that he stayed healthy uh, and able to produce at the at the level that he has for Houston. Austin, we got to talk about your six-round pick, Dak Prescott. Mm. Um, how is your quarterback situation held up since the injury to Dak? Bad, not not <laughs> great. Um, my my options now are Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford. I have been on the waiver wire every week except for last week, looking for who's playing a bad defense, looking for a new quarterback. Just haven't been able to find anyone that I think gives me a better shot than those two guys. If that if that tells you a whole lot. But Dak going down was obviously crushing for the Cowboys, and you hate to see it, especially with the year Prescott was having. As a, as a fantasy owner of him, that was devastating. Him and Amari Cooper were tearing it up for me. Those two were my ticket toward the top of the league, or at least some high-scoring weeks. I put up 200 that one week, thanks in large part to those two absolutely going off. But, man, with, with Dak out, that that took a chunk of my points. I... I had a game changer at quarterback, and now I just really don't. Yeah, tough, tough there. You lose Dak, I lose Saquon. Just uh, it's been a a year of injuries. And speaking of injuries, guys, there's a couple of big ones um, that are happening this week. As Joe Mixon uh, is out again uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, again, Gio Bernard, a very good pickup for somebody uh i don't know who has geo bernard but um been a been a good good option there in in austin for you unfortunately and and mick mick has mixon and austin you have aaron jones who will miss another week so what's that uh look like for you at running back this week 
This week, I, I'm rolling with DeAndre Swift as running back one, and I picked up Joshua Kelly off the of waiver. So I'll slide him in there at running back two. Um, I accidentally may or may not have gotten rid of someone we talked about previously in this episode to pick up Joshua Kelly, not thinking all that much. So uh, I am currently working on rectifying any potential mistake that may or may not have been made in the process of acquiring Joshua Kelly. Could have been a Gio Bernard, maybe? Potentially. Okay. Uh, Well, I gentlemanly, I will not go pick him up because I did not see that you had him, but um, I, I think I'm fine with my running back situations. Okay, guys, let's let's go to start sit next. Uh, this is typically what we do toward the end of the podcast. Josh, let's start with you. Uh, any guy? Your lineup locked in, or are you are you wobbling on a few? Um, mostly locked in. I, Kyler Murray ha- is on a bye this week, so I'm I'm starting Joe Burrow. So I'm I'm hoping that he performs like he did last week. He put up I think 33 last week. So hoping he he does well again this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook back from injury. Um, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But, um, we'll, we'll, I think that I'm pretty much locked in on, on the guys that I'm going to play this week. Um, yeah, there, there's not really anybody that I'm, I'm wavering on too much. Very good. Austin, what about you? Start sit questions or are you, are you locked in? I'm waffling on my quarterback situation with Stafford and Carr. My Colts have been absolutely atrocious in the first half of games recently. So that, that leads me to believe that Matthew Stafford could put up enough points in the first half to to make it worth playing him, even if the defense does tighten up in the second half. But I, I'm leaning towards keeping Derek Carr in the starting spot going against Cleveland. It's been a leaky secondary, gotten torn up a couple times this year. That's really the only place I, I think I have a little bit of a question, but I, I think I'm going to end up going with Derek Carr again this week. I got a. I have Gio Bernard on my roster. Like I, I just, I just looked and he's there. So at some point in time, I went and picked him up. Did, did was that a was that a guy that you had on your team last week, Austin? I'm in four leagues, so it's hard for me to remember. <laughs> Understandable, but no, Gio Bernard. And I think I have Gio Bernard in all of them. So it's not, <laughs> it's not just, it's not just this league. So walk me through. Was he on your roster last week, or was this a? He was not was on this... my roster last week. This is a, a different issue with a different player who, okay. at the time of uh, recording, it's probably fine to say, but I don't want to uh, let anything slip in case I come away disappointed. And just looking at my team, guys, Josh, you said you're starting Joe Burrow. I've got three Cincinnati Bengals on my team. <laughs> oh, wow. I've got T. Higgins, who's been killing it, Tyler Boyd, who had a big week last week, and Gio Bernard, who's been a good placeholder for Joe Mixon start sit for me is becoming an issue because Josh Jacobs is becoming more and more unreliable. Jonathan Taylor's yet to break out. And I've got uh, three other backs that are capable. I've got Montgomery who's just been meh. I don't trust him at all. Le'Veon Bell, which none of us really know what he's going to do. Good matchup this week against the Jets and the aforementioned Gio Bernard, who I think if I could do it all over again, uh, I would start Gio Bernard over Mike Davis again as my flex. So uh, tough situation there. The only questions I have at receivers, do I trust those Bengals guys? T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd both have had great volume, great production. Uh, right now I've got A.J. Brown, who's been a monster since coming back from injury, and Keenan Allen, who Justin Herbert just wants to throw the ball to 47 times a game. So uh, two guys that, again, terrific volume. But I've got some good options on my bench at receiver. Ter- scary Terry McLaurin's on a bye. Uh, but those two Bengals guys, I think I'm going to let them sit on my bench. 
um, just because I trust Keenan Allen's volume. I think he's the safe yeah. play if he doesn't get injured. And A.J. Brown, is I just can't take him out right now, especially going up against the Bengals. So that's I mean, kind of where hope, I'm at with start sit. I hope Tyler Boyd gets, you know, 50 fantasy points because that means that Joe Burrow's <laughs> thrown to him a bunch and I'm not playing it this week. So that's yes. that's where I'm at. But. I, I, I yes. like you going with the safe play, too. I don't trust that Tennessee secondary entirely, but I do think with the, with the volume, Allen probably takes it because he won't be splitting targets like those other guys might. Right, yeah, correct. True. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at on start sit. I've... I was, and I'm going to be 100% transparent. Mike Davis was inserted in my lineup at 6:45 last night, so Ooh. literally 35 minutes before kick, uh, I subbed him in over Gio Bernard. So I'm not saying I want Gio Bernard to get hurt because he's currently in my roster on my lineup in three other leagues, but uh, it's gonna it's gonna haunt me for a long time if Bernard and I end up losing. If Bernard comes out and uh, just completely lays or, or goes nuts, I should say, next week, this week, uh, later today. Okay, guys, um, that time of show before we wrap up here to give our projections, give our picks for highest score. Uh, week number eight, so we that makes us 0 for 21 on our, uh, <laughs> on our selections. So, uh, Josh, let's start with you. Highest score of the week will be... <sighs> Um, let's see. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the list of the top guys. I, what's funny is I almost went with Devonte Adams last week. Like I thought about picking him and I didn't. Who I is still, projected I, at number two this week. He is projected at number two. I'm, I'm not going to go with him just because I don't like guys to be, you know, I don't know. That, that, that would feel weird if he did both. I'm going to go back to a, a quarterback. I, I like quarterbacks because I, I feel like they're pretty safe that they're going to get a bunch. And if, all they have to do is is go off. So I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson against Pittsburgh. I know Pittsburgh has a, a good defense, but um, he, he can obviously go off at any time. So I'll, and coming I'll, off I'll pick Lamar. Too. True, exactly. Yep. Austin? Well, I uh, was thinking about taking a quarterback as well, but if Josh is going to leave the number two projected guy out there for me, I guess I'll <laughs> snatch up Devontae Adams as my pick. There you go. Monster week last week. He had... I want to say he had over 100 for sure at half and two touchdowns at half and was just absolutely going nuts. I'll, I'll pick a different position just to be different. We have quarterback. We have wide receiver. I'll go running back. I'll go Alvin Kamara uh, here. I think uh, I think that could be a, a potential with no Michael Thomas, uh, with no Emmanuel Sanders. It could, be a, it could be a good day for Alvin Kamara if Drew Brees wants to continue to check down and dump some passes off to Kamara. So – uh, Devante, Lamar, and Kamara. We got to get one. At <laughs> some on. point, we got to figure out what the winner of this gets because, uh, I mean, we're over twenty-one, and I don't know that it's it's ever going to happen. And again, I bring this up every week. I've had, let's see, this is week eight, so I've had I've had seven guesses in eight weeks. I didn't miss the one week, right. and uh, yeah, not good, Bob. So, <laughs> winner will get something. If it's me, I probably don't get anything because I've guessed so many times. I should. <laughs> I've probably lost my window to, to, to participate in that. But um, all right, Austin, Josh, final thoughts before we hang it up here. Any Anything that you're looking forward to seeing later today? I mean, best of luck to, to Austin since we're going up against each other. But I, I right now the projected total has me winning. Um, I just hope that that holds true. 
Hope that I can get uh, some some guys to play well. Really, I'm going to be watching Joe Burrow. I, I'm kind of excited that he's in my lineup. I I drafted him just kind of because it it's fun to draft rookies, and um, he's been sitting on my bench this whole time. I haven't needed him with Murray in the lineup, but I'm hoping that he he does well, kind of shows what he can do, and and makes me think about it each week, each time uh, I have to decide who my starting quarterback yeah. is going to be. The Austin, ro- the rowboats owe Josh Hilkeman owned teams something dating back to uh, <laughs> the ALCS and SNBL. So a win, a win against Josh this week wouldn't completely atone for my team's shortcomings and Jacob DeGrom's injuries. But hey, you know, it sure wouldn't hurt anything either. I need a freaking win. I just need a freaking <laughs> W. I, I, we've got two teams that are stumbling into the into the gates here. Bando just lost to to Jeremiah. So he's ripe for the taking right now. I just got to find a way to get a W and I'm not too optimistic after what, what happened on Thursday and my decision-making there. So um, Kittles and blitz needs to maybe start playing a little more coverage and stop blitzing so many guys and uh, start figuring it out how to, how to put together a solid week. All right, gents appreciate it. Best of luck to the both of you. Hopefully your teams stay healthy and we have a good hard nosed matchup between the two of you. And for Bando's sake, I hope I just run him over with the truck. Yeah. This is just never, uh, this is never, never close. Wishing you the best of luck. Thanks to Tim for producing this one. Thanks to all of you for listening. We're back with you next week. Hopefully your team stay healthy and have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week.